there, and welcome to In My Words, Jumo's podcast series that brings the experiences of real patients directly to you. At Jumo, we provide resources for children and families to understand, manage, and own their health. Sign up for free at jumohealth.com. In my words, having type 1 diabetes means coming to terms with who you are, finding out that type 1 diabetes is always going to be a part of you. I think the quicker that you can come to terms with the fact you have diabetes is a big one. And I think how you respond to stressful situations with type 1 diabetes, that's all that matters. Hi everyone, I'm your host Rebecca. Those were the words of Darren McCarthy, a charismatic 21-year-old living with type 1 diabetes. For the next five In My Words episodes, we'll be down in New Zealand talking all about diabetes, both type 1 and type 2. We'll meet two men who are currently living with these conditions and gain some helpful tips and insight from healthcare professionals. To lead us, we have our local colleague, Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, listeners. In today's episode, we'll be talking about type 1 diabetes. We sat down with Darren in Auckland, New Zealand, and talked about life in type 1 diabetes. Everything from his diagnosis to managing diabetes, mental health, relationships, and his life at work and university. Hello listeners, my name is Darren McCarthy. I'm 21 years of age. I've been diagnosed for 10 years this year. So I wouldn't say I'm an absolute expert, but I definitely have some experience in the highs and lows, I guess you could call it, of experiencing diabetes. Darren studies at university, works part-time coaching sports to two to five-year-olds, and has a fulfilling social life. And we're thankful he took the time to sit down with us to talk about living with diabetes. We had also the pleasure of speaking with diabetes nurse Joanna Naylor, who helped us understand diabetes from the clinical perspective. My name's Jo Naylor. I'm a diabetes nurse at Waitemata DHB. I've worked there in that capacity for about five years. Before that, I've got a history of working with children. And in the UK, where I worked before, I worked as a pediatric diabetes nurse for a few years as well. Each person living with a chronic condition has a unique and unforgettable story about their life right before, during and after their diagnosis. I vividly remember basically everything leading up to my diagnosis because it was definitely by that time the sickest I've ever been. When I was 12 I was very sporty. I was playing a lot of rugby league. I was drinking heaps. I was peeing all the time and I remember just being so, so drained of energy at a young age and I couldn't do things. I was sitting at home. I was I didn't want to run around being a 12-year-old kid. I just wanted to lie down. The common symptoms of type 1 diabetes, excessive thirst, frequent urination, fatigue, didn't ring any alarm bells for Darren and his family at first because no one in his family had diabetes. It was a Saturday morning on the day when 12-year-old Darren was supposed to play a big rugby league game when he took a turn for the worse. We had a game on Saturday morning for league and I was so ill that my parents tried to wake me up and I couldn't wake up. So they rushed me to hospital and um, we went to an A&E centre and we went to the doctor. He took my blood sugar and it was just through the roof. So he said, stop what you're doing, get in the car and drive straight to Starship Hospital because you, he's speaking to my dad at the time, he said, "Um, your son is having a hyperglycemic attack, which is basically where you're blood sugar is really high for a really long time. 
what the doctors did next saved Darren's life. Basically from there, the doctors took me from there and they put drips in my arm and they just gave me insulin and I cannot remember anything more than when we went into the doors of the hospital. And the doctors said that if I'd left it for probably two more days, I probably would have died. I remember being very confused. When you're 12, you're supposed to be playing PlayStation, kicking a ball. You're certainly not supposed to be in a hospital trying to learn about complex biochemistry and biological conditions and stuff like that. So the one feeling I think I can remember of being is just kind of scared. I was very scared because Again, I was in a hospital, I was alone, I didn't have my friends. I had my family, but other than that, I was in a very uncomfortable, unfamiliar environment. Whether you're feeling scared and confused like Darren was, or mad or angry, know that you aren't alone. Many other people have been in a similar situation and healthcare professionals devote their lives to helping people like you learn what type 1 diabetes is how it will impact your life, and how to manage it. Learning about your condition is one of the best ways to come to terms with it. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition. You stop producing insulin or you produce very minimal insulin and there's no cure for it, so the only treatment is insulin. Insulin is an important hormone in your body that regulates how much sugar called glucose you have in your blood. Normal blood glucose levels are around 3.7 to 7.5, but in type 1 diabetes, your insulin levels can fluctuate from too low, so 4 and under, to the teens or 20s, which be considered way too high. Doctors don't know exactly what causes type 1 diabetes, but they do know why the body stops producing insulin. Your body starts to produce antibodies which start to destroy the beta cells in the pancreas which make insulin. So over time, your beta cells diminish and you stop making insulin. Unlike type 1 where you start producing insulin because of the autoimmune condition, when you have type 2 diabetes, you normally still produce insulin. But the issue is your body doesn't use the insulin effectively. We'll dive into type 2 diabetes in our next episode. It's a common misconception that type 1 diabetes is the same thing as type 2. I think the biggest misconceptions around type 1 is that everybody thinks you're type 2. And I think most type 1 patients get very frustrated that everybody tries to give them advice saying, oh, my grandmother's got type 2 diabetes. And, and really, Joe Public has got no idea what patients with type 1 are actually dealing with day to day. And it's nothing like type 2 diabetes. Another misconception around type 1 diabetes is that you need to be or look unhealthy in order to have diabetes. Probably the most common thing that I've been asked is why are you type 1 diabetic because you don't look the part. You look like a perfectly healthy, normal kid. I was probably the last person you would ever expect to get diabetes, but here I am. It just shows I'm proof that you can be anyone and even healthy people can get diabetes, so... You can get type 1 diabetes at any age, though it's generally diagnosed in younger people under 25. No matter what your age is, type 1 diabetes will have a big impact on your life. So type 1 diabetes does have a massive impact and every day you've got to give yourself injections of insulin. A bit like brushing your teeth twice a day, it's got to be something that you just got to do. If you don't do your treatments and treat it properly, then it'll cause you problems in the short term and the long term. So you have to test your blood sugars every day with every meal and you have to give injections of insulin with all your meals as well, plus background insulin. 
And you also have got to think about what activities you're doing. And so it can seem like a massive ordeal, really. A typical day in the life of a type 1 diabetic is waking up in the morning. First thing you're supposed to think about is diabetes. Going to bed at night, last thing you think about is diabetes. And everything in between, you have to manage your whole clutter of life around your type 1 diabetes. When it comes to the day-to-day management of type 1 diabetes, it's all about working with your diabetes, keeping a routine of taking your insulin, testing your blood sugar level, and giving yourself insulin at the times that you need it. Sometimes, you may feel like you just want a day off from your diabetes. A day in the life of a diabetic can be quite stressful because it never goes away. We have stressful days and we have better days, but on those, especially on those stressful days, you can't just say, can you just chill? Diabetes, can you just chill for this one day? I just want one day off and I can deal with this parking ticket that I got or this exam that I have coming up, but it never goes away. One of the most challenging things about being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes can be accepting that it won't go away. Acceptance is an ongoing practice because every day your diabetes will be there with you. You need to, from the get-go, come to terms with it. You need to learn that you've been dealt this uh, hand of cards, which might seem bad at the beginning, but it's like compared to anything else, diabetes is very manageable and you can lead a perfectly healthy life if you can just get on top of it. An excellent resource for people living with diabetes is Diabetes New Zealand. They provide support to people affected by diabetes to help them manage their health and well-being and live well with diabetes. For Darren, the Diabetes New Zealand community really helped him feel a sense of belonging. I remember about the stage when I was coming to terms with diabetes and figuring out who I was. A really big help for me was getting these, these letters from Diabetes New Zealand. They had this kind of little community that they set up of everyone who was a type 1 diabetic and who was questioning anything and they were really helpful for me in those early days because they would set up lots of little camps and they would always send us letters letting us know that if we ever wanted, all we'd have to do was just sign up or let them know that we were interested in the upcoming event that was coming up. I remember we went on this one trip to the zoo and it was so awesome because my whole family came. I like how we were included in that kind of community kind of thing. And I think without that, I would have felt very kind of isolated and alone. Having support can make a big difference in your life when it comes to understanding and staying on top of your diabetes management. For people with type 1 diabetes, the only treatment at this stage is insulin. There are different forms of insulins and different options for taking insulin. The only way that you can take insulin is via injection. And there's different insulin regimes, but generally we're talking about a basal bolus regime where you have a background insulin, which keeps things ticking over, and then you bolus quick-acting insulin for when you need more insulin to bring your blood sugars down. When you're deciding which options are best for the patient, you talk to the patient and say, these are the things that, that you could use for your diabetes and what would be best for you. So more intensive regimes such as regular insulin injections are really good and give you more flexibility. And they're chosen by most patients. Some patients use insulin pumps where they have to wear a device and they can just plug in the numbers that they need to give for their insulin doses. But a lot of it is looking at the age of the patient, what their job is, what is best for them. And it's really a partnership discussing these things. Keeping track of your blood sugar levels throughout your day is important for letting you know if your blood sugar is going too low or too high and figuring out how much insulin you need. 
Darren tests his blood sugar very regularly. My advice is to test as much as you can, as frequently as you can, because then you've got a better range of knowing how to manage your diabetes. So we recommend that they test their blood sugars before meals so that they can decide on the insulin doses that they're going to give for a meal. And before other activities such as driving, if they're feeling unwell, before exercise. So any time that they want to know how their diabetes is going to affect their activities, we suggest that they test. When it comes to the range of blood sugar, we have hypoglycemia, which means low blood sugar, and hypoglycemia, which means high blood sugar. Having low and high blood sugar are short-term consequences of diabetes and need to be treated appropriately. So first of all, having a hypo, which is what we call a low blood sugar, isn't pleasant and a lot of patients try and avoid these as much as possible. But when you do have one, you've got to treat it and you've got to treat it with glucose because it's the brain that's telling you that it's run out of sugar to work. So you need to treat it straight away. And then once you've treated the hypo and, and you're feeling a bit better, then you kind of do a bit of troubleshooting as to why did the hypo happen in the first place so that maybe you can avoid it happening the next time. For me, I think I've got like pretty basic symptoms of having a low. So my hands get really shaky and I feel like my heart starts racing, but it's a very distinct feeling. Like I can't compare feeling low to anything else. I'm kind of sweaty. It won't be hot, but I'm sweating. It could be freezing, but my armpit starts sweating and my my forehead gets really beady. And I instantly know when I start to feel like that, I need to get some sugar. So my thing when I have a low, everyone's different. We can have like jelly beans. What I like to do is I like to have a juice box, a little mini juice box. I always have on me at least two juice boxes. People laugh sometimes when I'm 21, I'm at uni, and I pull out this tiny little juice box and start like drinking it out of there. But got to do what you got to do, I guess. That's the low side of things, but being high is a lot harder to detect and feel. I feel like with having diabetes for so long, I know when I'm having a high, but if you're a newbie to diabetes, it's very similar to being just normal. So for me, my eyelids get really heavy when I'm high. Some people might just mistake that for just being tired, but it's, again, very distinct feeling. Your eyes feel heavy, you feel, again, shaky which is confusing because some people think they might be having a low, so they'll, they'll go and have a juice, and you're literally high as heck, so you've got all this sugar in your blood and you don't need any more. What you really need is the insulin. So sending home that message again of always testing your blood sugar to know. You never really want to go with your gut feeling when you want to guess what your blood sugars are. You always want to be told by your meter. Keeping your blood sugar levels in the healthy range can be tough. You can talk with your doctor to come up with a plan that works best for you for when and how often you should check your blood sugar levels. Managing your diabetes can be stressful, and it can be hard to stay motivated. Over the years, Darren occasionally uses what he calls a reset week to get back on track. If you're ever struggling and you're really stressed and you feel like you're slipping on your diabetes, have like a reset week. Having a period of where you go back to square one and you write down all your things, you write down what you eat. That really helps me to stay on track and you can see the progress that you make because before then I was all over the place highs and lows but if I have a little reset week and I get back to square one and I remember what I learnt and just apply all that knowledge that you have you'll see that your blood sugar 100% will normalise and you're going to be healthier. So, Great advice on keeping your diabetes management on track. If you have type 1 diabetes it is part of who you are 
By accepting it, keeping a close eye on your blood sugar levels and taking your insulin, you're on your way to living well with diabetes. Everyone wants to be healthy, so to have people say that they forget that I have diabetes is a, is a compliment. I like to hear that because it shows that I'm dealing with it. I'm on top of my diabetes and I like to think that I, I'm in charge of him and he doesn't control me. Always, always treat your diabetes first. You're the most important person in your whole life. Darren is a great example of how it is possible to come to terms with your diabetes and take control of it. Thank you, Darren, for sharing your story with us. And thank you, nurse Joanna Naylor, for giving our listeners a better understanding of what it means to have type 1 diabetes. If you need support or guidance on how to manage your diabetes, contact your healthcare professional team or Diabetes New Zealand to learn more. Up next on In My Words, we'll be talking about type 2 diabetes with Carl Rudolph and Dr. Rinky Murphy. Thanks for listening. This episode was created using excerpts from our interviews with Darren McCarthy and Joanna Naylor. This episode has kindly been supported by Diabetes New Zealand and sponsored by Sanofi New Zealand. Thanks for listening. Interested in hearing something special or want us to help share your story? Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. The health information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace discussions with a healthcare provider. In My Words is produced in New York City and distributed worldwide. In My Words, a Jumo production.